Welcome to UC Today. My name is David Dungay. Today, we're going to be talking about AI in the contact centre. I have with me today Alex Black from Enchouse. How, how are you doing, Alex? I'm good, David. How are you today? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. I'm excited for our conversation. Good. Before we get in, into the nuts and bolts, would you like to uh, tell our audience a, a little bit about yourself and Enchouse? Okay, so, so I work for Enchouse. We are um, we are one of the leading providers of customer interaction solutions. Um, we, we like to think that we provide our customers with the most, with the most reliable partner that they can have for, for customer interaction solutions. And, and one of the things that sets us aside is we offer our customers a choice. We, we, we don't say you have to be on premise or you have to be in cloud. It's whatever you want to be, be it cloud, managed, hosted or, or, or premise. It doesn't matter to us. We, we will give the customer the solution that they need for the business. From my point of view, I work in the product side of Enchouse, so so my role is to help create those products that that we we bring to market. Okay, so we're talking about AI. That's artificial intelligence, of course. Um, where should we start? Let's start with what is artificial intelligence. Uh, when people think of AI, is it is it just chatbots? What 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 is that? So so AI is quite a complex subject. It's been around for for quite a long time. But it's, it's really about computers understanding what's going on and being able to make decisions and do things on their own. And, and whilst, you know, for the most part, you know, people see AI as chatbots, the key technology from a customer interactive perspective is, is all around um, helping the computer, helping our software understand what the customer is saying so that we can understand what they're saying and then can provide a meaningful response without involving the human. So that that allows people to create things like chatbots, solutions like chatbots, for, to, to create self-service, to, to provide a, a, a very convenient way for customers to interact with them. But it's, it's not just about chatbots. There's lots of other ways that, that the technology can, can, uh, can be used. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about the customers for for a second. You mentioned customers there. You know, let's, how is AI impacting this this customer journey at the moment? So, I think if you look at if you look at the customer journey point of view, you know, we the, the most the, the most common application that we we talked about is is chatbots, which is really about self service. Yeah. But but you know, there are other ways, such as, um, you know. The, the, what you see Google doing today and, and other people like Amazon is using the technology to get inside the mind of the customer and therefore to, to give them a, a smoother journey through, um, through, through life and, and also through, through anything you want to do. You know, we're using it to, to automate. We're using it to, um, to augment conversations so that not only are we, we're automating those conversations, but for some part of the, the demographic, they really like. They don't want to talk to people. They want to do things on their on the smartphones. They want to interact with applications. They don't want to talk to a human. But there are other people who want to want to um, deal with an agent. In which case, we, we provide augmented interactions, and that's really where we are helping provide coaching to the agent. We're helping provide interaction and, and information, I should say, to the agent to help them provide a better service to the customer. Yeah. And and lastly, it's all about helping companies understand what is going on at a macro level so that they can make better decisions as 
as to, to the kind of agent that, that people really want to interact with. They can also understand people's feelings about them as a company. And that helps them to, to refine their service, refine the way they operate to give the customer overall a better solution. Okay, well, let's, let's talk about implementation. You know, artificial um, intelligence, it's, uh, you know, it, it feels like a complicated uh, subject, a complicated technology. I mean, does it, does it need to be? And how should customers really go about implementing that into their um, current technology estate? I think one of the things I would say, David, that, that the key thing about any technology, you know, AI is one of a myriad of very powerful technologies that the world has available today. But the key thing before you use any form of technology is really to understand what it is you're trying to do. You know, I always say to people, you know, that, that if you don't understand what you're trying to do, how can the technology really deliver to the to the best solution that, that you're requiring. You know, the, the thing I always, I use a four stage model in looking at these things, it's called SPRO. S for strategy, what are you trying to achieve? Understand your customer, what, what do your customers prefer? How do they prefer to interact with you? Because, you know, some people um, prefer to use chat, some people prefer to use self-service, you know, other people prefer to speak. You know, if, if I look at Mrs. Black, and Mrs. Black's a person who will never ever use an IVR. The minute she hears press one for this, it's gone. She will not deal with a company like that. So the key thing is understand your customer, understand what you're trying to achieve. Then look at the processes, the P in SPRO. What processes do you need to put in place to help achieve the strategy? Because if you don't get the processes right, you make the customer work hard, you make your agents work hard, and therefore it, it grates. It's not delivering the most value and the best experience to, to anybody. And then we move on to R. What technology do you need? What resources? R for resources. What technology do you need? And what people do you need in order to power those processes to achieve the strategy? You know, and that's the point you should make the technology selection. Once you've understood what you've got to do, Pick the best technology for you. You know, I I know a, a company in the, the high who are a customer of ours in the high-end automotive space. They want every single call to be answered by a human within four seconds. Because they believe that's their customer's requirement. They're dealing with very wealthy people and they don't want to wait. And therefore that's the kind of thing that you need to understand your customer and what you're trying to do before you select the technology. So, so that's the key thing. And then all for organization, how best should you organize those resources to deliver on the process, to deliver the strategy? So I think before people look at any technology, look at what you want to achieve first. And, and one of the best examples of that I've seen was from a company that, that I, I spoke to many years ago in the early days of chatbots, they were talking about, you know, lots of people were, were, were plaguing them, wanting to talk about chatbots. And they became overrun with sales queries. They were just being overrun con continually. And what they learned was, whenever a customer approached them and said, we want to talk about chatbots, they said, before we do that, can you take me through the job description you've got for your chatbot? 
Because if you think about it, the job description says what you're trying to achieve. And most companies disappear because they hadn't actually thought what the technology was about. So, so that's, I think, the key to making any of this work for you. It's, it's, it's interesting, you know, yeah, starting with those, what am I trying to achieve is, uh, seems like a, a, a good, sensible starting point. I mean, so you, meant, you mentioned the car dealership there, you know, wanting to answer yeah. phone calls uh, by a human within four seconds. You yeah. know, do you have any other really good sort of customer examples where, you know, AI is, is, uh, is making the difference, if you like? I mean, are people using this as a, as a vehicle just to reduce costs or how, how are they using it? So, so I think there's a, there's a lot of people look at automation as a way to reduce costs. But if you use automation wisely, it will be part of the way you interact with your customers. And some people prefer that. There's no question. You know, my 21-year-old niece doesn't want to speak to people. She just wants to tap on her smartphone and interact that way. But there's lots of other uses that the technology can actually give value to. And, and you know, if you look at some of those, we have an application called Vocal Coach. What Vocal Coach does is it guides the agent in real time through the conversation. It tells the agent whether they're talking too loud, whether they're talking quietly, whether the customer is stressed. It's analyzing both legs of the conversation and providing real time feedback at a micro level so that the agent can change the way they're interacting with the customer. And, you know, I've seen that used by a couple of people. One was a telecoms company who, who used it to um, vastly reduce the number of returned contracts that they had because they were selling mobile phones. People, the agents weren't going through all the regulatory statements. And as a result, the customer didn't always know what they were signing up for. So they got getting lots of returns because people said, oh, I didn't sign up for a 24 month contract. But, but by using vocal quotes, they were going through the script and highlighting which elements had been said and hadn't been said. And actually, they ended up with happier customers and a more profitable business. And we've seen a similar idea in terms of insurance anywhere that's regulated. So, so that's the kind of, that's the kind of um, micro level in terms of the interaction. You've also got stepping back a little bit. You know, we have a customer, a utilities organization, who's using AI to understand and analyze emails as they're coming in, because emails are another form of interaction that whilst it may be declining, there are still people who prefer to interact using email. And, and this utilities organization is, is using the, the, the software to, to analyze all the emails that are coming in and decide how to handle those. You know, if they're nice emails, easy to handle, just looking for information, they can create an automated response very quickly. And that gives the customer a good perception. But if it's a difficult email, the sentiment isn't right, the customer's a bit angry, then they'll move that email to a really high-end agent who, who will bring good empathy to the picture and deal with the customer slightly differently. And then, then last but not least, sorry, David. It's all right, it's all right. You, you carry on. Okay, then another um, another real life customer example is we have a retailer who's using it to analyze all their interactions. And that's giving them an understanding of how their customer feels about them as an organization and how they feel about the way they deal with them. And that's actually allowing them to create bespoke management plans for each of their retail outlets because 
they know by outlet how the customers feel and, and it helps them manage better. That's what it does. So, so clearly we're getting, we're getting two sides of uh, the analytics here, aren't we? We're, we're getting those, those real-time analytics, which uh, is fed to the agent, and we're getting those post-interaction analytics. Yeah. You know, how important are those, both those elements to, to this customer experience sort of journey? I think, it, again, it de depends what you're trying to achieve. But, but I would say if you can provide the best real-time interaction experience for the customer, then the customer typically goes away feeling happier. Also, you find the agent feels happier. So therefore, happy agents tend to do a better job. And therefore, at that micro level, your interactions proceed better. They're, they're more conducive to, to whatever the customer was trying to achieve. And then if you step back from that, at the macro level, you, I, I would argue that if you use the technology to understand how people feel about you, the decisions you've made, how you're running your business, how you're interacting with them, then if you understand that well, then you should be able to use it to, to improve your business in, in the customer's eyes because you're deriving that feedback from the customer on a holistic sense. And that allows you to say, am I doing the right thing for my customer? Is the customer responding well to that? Are they responding badly? So I would say the ideal combination is look at, look at the micro level to improve the day-to-day -day interactions and look at the macro level to say, how am I running my business? How am I running my contact center? And could I do things better? Okay. I, I, I keep hearing this term, uh, super agent. Uh, you know, t tell me, you know, what is, what does that super agent term you know, mean, mean to you? And, you know, how how is um you know we're seeing the, these younger generations coming to the market. We've 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 heard this you know the stories about millennials coming yeah. to the marketplace. They're going to revolutionise you know how how we go about our businesses for for years to come. But how are yeah. these these younger generations coming into the to, into these agent roles really impacting the way businesses go forwards and use this technology? Okay, so I think I think there's two parts to that. There's, there's the super agent part. What is a super agent? You know. I don't think they wander around with capes in the back and a big S on the front. I think what we're really talking about is with, with every walk of life, with every role, you have people who have a very, very high combination of skills who can deliver a very good service. They, they've got good empathy. They've got good oral or written communication. They're, they've got good memories. They quick, they, they're quick thinkers. They, they can adapt very quickly during the conversation. And that's probably the top 20, top 15% of the agents who, who really can do all of those things really, really well. And that, that doesn't just apply to agents, that actually applies to all walks of life. But if you look at some of the technology we've talked about, it doesn't replace those skills, but it can help an agent who might not be, who might be great in many ways, it might lack a little bit of empathy. It can guide them through the conversation in real time to help them. So, so what you're trying to do is you're trying to kind of fill some of the, the, the gaps that, that the bulk of the agents have to make them super agents. That's really what you're trying to do. Yeah, because, because it is hard to, to have a, a, you know, all your agents be super agents. That, that's a wish. It's a desire and you train for that, but, but it's difficult to achieve in real terms. So use the technology to supplement in the right ways and in a way that people don't feel 
dehumanized by. Then if you look at the psychology of the agent, you can actually really improve that from that point of view. If you then look at, if you then look at the younger generation coming through, you know, the younger generation have been brought up on the smartphone. That's really how people live and think. And if you think about how they use that, you don't need to remember things. Information is available at their fingertips instantaneously. And as a result, people now tend to expect and, and need information to be available to them. And I, I talked earlier about the, the augmented interaction. So, so what we're looking here is we're looking at giving the, the, the systems and putting systems in place such that you can be listening to the conversation and providing information to help those people. So they don't need to remember because it's not something they want to do, but they can either find it very quickly or it find it automatically to help them interact better with the customer. So really you're talking about using the technology for the same thing, and that is to, to improve human performance. Okay. How does that feed into employee experience? Um, you know, obviously we're, giving these agents um, more information at their fingertips with, yeah. Yeah, by using artificial intelligence to do, to do so. Um, you know, is that, is that um, really improving that employee experience as well? I think if it's done the right way, it definitely can. Because whenever you're dealing with a customer, it can be stressful, you know, depending on how the customer, the mood of the customer, depending on the situation. You know, there's, there's lots of things that can, can make a conversation stressful. And if we can help take the stress out of that and help the agent who maybe doesn't think as quick on their feet, but has excellent empathy, for example, so they can be dealing with the pain the customer's feeling. And if we can find a way to get them the information in a really simple and, and, and smart way that allows them to grasp that without any stress, then we take the pain away from the agent as well. So therefore, we I would hope we're using the technology to give the agent a better experience. Because as I mentioned earlier, if you give the agent a better experience, they're typically happier in life. Happier agents interact better with the customer and you achieve more. So, so that's what we're really trying to achieve. Absolutely. Well, look, I, I think, Alex, that's, that's a great place to end today's discussion. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you all the best of uh, luck in your future endeavours. Thank you, David, and, and thanks for your time and, and uh, all the best to you too. And thank you for watching. You've been watching UC Today with me, David Dunga. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and share on social media. See you next time.